Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday to each and every one of you all. Thank you so much again for joining us for another show of Marriage Mondays with the Kings. You know we cannot get into the show without thanking our amazing sponsors. We have Helping Our Patriots Evolve Hope. This is a space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they are accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration. For more information, please visit their website at HopeVeteranStrong.com. Then we have Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. This is a group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're into social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at prolificrealtors.com or call Alexis White at 254 702 5332. Now we're going to ask for you all to join us if you are safely able to do so for a word of prayer. If you're listening as a family or as a couple, you know, if you can grab each other's hands as we go before the Lord in prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you, dear God, for another day. Thank you for waking us up, dear God. Thank you for allowing us to just start off this day in our right mind, dear God. Dear God, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus, dear God, lifting up those who are currently going through, dear God. Those who are going through in their minds, those who are going through in their bodies, dear God, those who have lost loved ones from various situations, dear God, we ask that you would just have your angels, dear God, just in compass them, dear God, as they're going through right now in the name of Jesus, dear God. We we pray for those families. We pray for those loved ones. We pray for those children, dear God, and ask that you will continue to be in the midst and help them through this time, dear God. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we are still coming before you praying for the people of Haiti, dear God, asking that you would just be there in the midst, dear God. We are asking that the, the needs be met of the people, Heavenly Father. We ask that you would just give them strength, dear God, as they go through this situation, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we ask a special prayer for our teachers and our children as schools are starting to reopen and children are returning to school. We are just praying for safety over each and every individual, dear God. Dear God, we're praying against this virus running rampant, dear God, in the school systems. We are praying for a positive school year, dear God. We are praying for a safe school year for every child and every teacher, every bus driver, everyone that works in that capacity, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we come before you praying for our leaders around the world, that they would turn to you before any decision is made, dear God, that they will allow their steps and their decisions to be ordered by you, Heavenly Father, that it will not be their will, but your will that be done, Heavenly Father. We are praying for unity, dear God, because we see seeing that there is so much vision around the world, Heavenly Father, over minor minor topics and issues, dear God, or things that are small, but people are creating it into big issues, dear God. We pray and ask that you would just remind us, dear God, to keep our minds on the negative, dear God, to walk in the blessings that you have blessed us with instead of being divisive because your word says that a house cannot stand when it is divided. We are asking a special prayer for tonight's topic, dear God, praying that it will reach those that need to hear it, dear God. We ask that every marriage, dear God, be strengthened by 
God, the words that you allow to go forth, dear God, less of me in Kenya and more of you, Heavenly Father. We pray for the stations, dear God, that this, this show airs across, dear God. We ask that they will continue to be blessed, dear God, and individuals will continue to just fall and turn from their wicked ways and turn back to you, dear God. We we ask and pray that you would just continue to cover Kenya and our marriage, dear God, because we know that the enemy is not pleased with the things that are being shared, dear God, so that you can get all the glory when it comes to marriages. We pray and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And our foundational scripture for the show is Matthew, the 19th chapter and the sixth verse. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God is joined together, let no one separate. And our motto here for Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which lead to stronger families and stronger communities. And so our disclaimer, views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This station holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. And please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our show is for ministry educational purposes only. Also note that topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And so if you weren't able to catch us on last week's show, that show was entitled No One Can Fix Your Marriage But You Two. Hmm. Uh, I think we did uh, a really good job of breaking that down to try to show individuals that, you know, your marriage has to be your first priority and it has to be the two individuals that decided to get married. They have to make up their mind to stay married. Hmm. And so while there are other um resources that are available and we're not uh, discouraging individuals from that we have to often understand that two individuals who decided to come together as one you have to be the main foundation for making your marriage work and so with that if you weren't able to uh, make it in with us last week or if you just want to go back to it and listen to it again we invite you to go over to our website www.marriagemondays with an s with the kings.com and click on the Listen Here tab. You can get caught up on not only that show, but all the other ones that we have posted as well. So for today's topic, what we're going to be speaking on is marital issues lies within the marriage. And so this kind of kind of ties into, if you will, it kind of lines up with last week's show. And so we really want to focus on some of the marital issues that some people may not even think is a potential issue in their marriage. So that's what we will be discussing. And then our question of the week, why are so many husbands or wives not willing to fix their marital issues head on in order to have a successful marriage? And so again, marital issues lies within the marriage. Just going and jumping straight into it, one of the things that I think about when it comes to this topic is that the world has us to think and, and not to blame, you know, anybody start off blaming, but some of the ways that the world has us to think and even us being taught up in certain um, growing up in certain homes and being taught that we are to make everything look perfect on the outside, despite what it is. It actually is on the inside. And so we work hard to make our marriage look good. We work hard to make it seem like where marriage goes. We work hard to make it appear like we are that power couple or that perfect family. But the thing and the question that I'm going to ask just straight off the jump is this. How pleased is God with your marriage? Because we work so hard to 
have everybody else think highly of our marriage, but God is the one that can see the inner workings, the inner parts, the issues that you're having within your marriage. And we often work harder to make our marriage look good for the sake of others in others' eyes, but we don't work as hard to actually build a solid marriage, to actually attack some of those issues and things that are actually going on in our marriage. And a lot of that, again, has to do with us being taught to you basically fake like everything look good and fake like everything is okay. And we sit up here and wonder why it is that a lot of individuals don't want to actually um, uh, come into marriage. They don't want to make that commitment for marriage or whatever. Maybe they grew up in a household where they seen their parents doing this or uncles, aunties, friends, people in their church. You're faking like your marriage is good when it's actually decaying from the inside. And so something else came to my mind, but go ahead, Miss King. Yeah, and I think with this topic, marital issues lies within the marriage. We, we have to be honest and also um, speak to the fact that some people come into marriages with issues. Right. So some things may be pre-marriage issues that kind of spill over. Mm -hmm. uh, but with that, you know, um, I think one of the things that we take a look at when you say that marriage issues lies within the marriage, what is going on between those two individuals and the marriage itself? Right. Oftentimes we would find out that one of the biggest things is communication. Mm -hmm. If individuals do or the not, lack thereof. or the lack thereof, mm -hmm. if individuals don't know how to communicate effectively, there's going to be a problem there. So if you have two individuals that have to work together in order to get something done, you're going to be able you ha you have to be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. And if you can't communicate effectively, there's going to be a lot of things that may be taken out of context. People's feelings are going to be hurt. People are going to misjudge things that are going to be said, and therefore it continues to cause a problem within the marriage. So I think what most individuals have to really get their mind wrapped around marriage, whether you're thinking about getting married singles or if you're already married, look at what is there in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Look at what's there and you can probably start seeing problems that are right there. You know, I'm, I'm not a big science individual, but I've seen that oftentimes when it comes to an individual who has gotten sick, where do they start at? They mm -hmm. look inside. Mm -hmm. There may be some external factors, but they start looking inside first. Doctors look at your blood pressure. They look at maybe the medications that you've been taking. Mm -hmm. uh, they look at your environment and how it may be affecting the, the inside of you. They take blood and send it off for samples and things of that nature. They're looking inside. So I think when you talk about marriage issues and the things that lies within that, you have to take a good, deep look inside yourself first. Right. What are you sending off for a test in the lab? When you get those results back, watch this now, you send off for the test. When you get the results back, you got to be willing to deal with what it shows. Yes. Yes. And a lot of times, and we're going to get that to the question of the week. Sometimes we um, analyze our relationships. We see what the problems are. The tests have come back, but we don't want to do anything to try to fix it. So where we have a negative where we need to uh, be at. Right, right. And it's interesting that you use that health correlation because, of course, that was one of the things that I was going to say as well. Generally, look at now, let's just do this correlation of our marriage and, and think of it from a health perspective. Nine times out of 10, and those of you who have worked in the medical field, you've seen this all too often and still seeing it if you work in the field. But nine times out of 10, when you can see something on the outside of your body 
that shows that something may not be right on the inside, nine times out of 10 health wise, some is, is you're too far gone. So I give a good example. Generally, when, for example, cancer, individual have uh, uh, maybe, you know, um, masses that's showing up on the outside of their body. It, it may be, you know, the hair falling out, different things like that. Most of the times, nine times out of 10, when a check is done on the inside, then you are in stages that are dire. So when it comes to your marriage, why where, where I've seen all too often where individuals want to kind of call it quit is when people on the outside see that your marriage isn't good, isn't as good as you've been portraying it for it to be. And so we, I say all that to say we worry too much about what's going on on the outside and not what's going on on the inside. So as I was sitting up thinking, what are some marital issues that individuals have? When you have maybe, for example, a spouse, you may not see this as an uh, a issue, but your husband or your wife may see that. But is it being an issue and maybe even brought it to your attention several times? But this is one good example. When you place other people and other things before your spouse, when you place other people and other things before your spouse, that could be damaging and cause marital issues in a home. This can be your in-laws. This can be your coworkers. This can be your, your gaming buddies, uh, people that you may be in a car club with. Ladies, you going on the, all these uh, single trips all the time with your friends. Not to say nothing is wrong with getting together with your girlfriends, but are you spending more time on the external things instead of the internal things. And so why is it, if that be the case, why is it such a problem for you to switch it up and say, you know what? I need to focus more on these issues that we're having in our marriage. My husband has been saying that this has been an issue. My wife has been saying that this has been an issue. And it's not like I believe, I'm going to say this and I believe this. I don't believe that your husband or your wife bring those things up just to be nagging all the time. Now, you do have some nagging wives. I mean, even scripture talk about how you decay to your husband's bones. However, I'm talking about some general concern. You know you have a good husband. You know you have a good wife that'll hold you down, that will support you, that is praying for you, that is praying over you, and different things like that. But yet and still, when they come and they say, because uh, I remember one of the things that our bishop had taught us when it comes to communicating with your husband or your wife instead of coming at them with an attitude because you have an issue that you want to present or that you see as an issue in your marriage, start out the conversation by saying, baby, I want to share my heart with you. And then this is what's going on or this is how I feel. And what we do is when we have a marital issue in the marriage, whether it be the husband or the wife that bring it forth to the other Instead of saying, I feel like this using I words, you say you, you're the problem, you're the issue. And what I find is instead of husbands and wives, number one, seeking God, okay, number two, going to God together in prayer against the issue, what they generally do is attack each other. Me and Kenya speak about it all the time. We did this. This is how we could speak about it. We are now in a healthier place in our marriage because we had to recognize to stop attacking each other and work together to start attacking the problem. And so a lot of times, if we be real, we don't know. And this is what I'm encouraging. If your husband or wife come to you and they say that they have an issue with something that's being done or whatever in the marriage and they're being genuine about it, if 
instead of you attacking them and going off and then it's, uh, you know, back and forth and all this other kind of stuff like that, be man or woman enough to say, you know what, baby, I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to deal with that. Don't automatically go into the attacking mode when an issue arises in your marriage, because we know John 10 and 10, a thief come, a thief come, but not to steal, kill and destroy. We know that the enemy's job is to come into our marriage. Our marriages do not have to be horrible. Only thing I'm asking, Shan is asking is this. Only thing I'm asking is work as hard to work on, come together to work as hard when it comes to the marital issues that you have in your marriage instead of trying to prove like everything is perfect in your marriage so that the external uh, uh, forces, if you will, can be pleased. They do not, the external forces do not pay your bills. The external forces do not wake you up, whoever the external forces may be every day. That's God. So why are we not giving God the glory in our marriage? Why are we not going to God when we have issues? And the thing that really hurts my heart that I see people do, regardless of how long they've been married, you rather, instead of work on your issues, you allow your pride to come in and you rather end that marriage. And then you walk around wondering, well, why it is that my marriage is like this and I'm lonely and all these different types of things. I mean, if the shoe fit word, this ain't for everybody, but I'm just saying. So you complain that there's no good men, no good women out there when you was actually married to one, but you didn't take the time to put in that work. That, that's good. And, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to spend a little bit of time here. um, when we think about marital issues alive within the marriage, let's think about the dating process. Okay. See, some of that stuff that you may be going through within your marriage was probably there when you was dating. Mm. You just didn't spend enough time on it or you didn't want to bring that forth to deal with it at that time because you didn't want to lose that person. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when it comes into the marriage, now it's something that you have to deal with. Then you want to try to throw everything away. Right. See, we have to deal with those things that come up within the marriage or the things that are already there. Mm-hmm. And so with that, sometimes it's because of our beliefs and our values. See, sometimes when we're dating, we put our beliefs and values aside. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, 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 right. not a, I'm not a drinker. I don't smoke. I don't do this, that, and that. But because you like that person, you're willing to kind of slide to one way or the other. Then when you get married, then you'll pop up and say, well, I never really did like that. I just did that because I liked you. Mm. There's a problem there. Right, right, right. There's a problem there. So you have to be able to deal with that at that time. And so what you have to understand is if you start doing something for an individual, mm-hmm. you know, there's a good chance they're going to want you to keep that up. So it's just like my wife used to say, you know, a lot of times, you know, men may take a woman on a date. They open up a door. Uh, they're doing all the gentleman things. Then when they get married, they stop it. No, that woman still wanted that. Right. So in the marriage, if this is one of those issues that's coming up, you have to be able to speak to that. Mm-hmm. If you started doing it, then what's the issue now? Not saying that a person can't change, but sometimes we put on that good show for people. And then once we get married, they get the real show. Right, right. All right. So that's some of the things we have to take a look at. The the other thing is that we can't be all so caught up in our relationships about differences. Mm. It's good that things are different. Right. You know, sometimes you find out that some different things match up very well. And we tend to think that a person has to be perfect. They have to like the same things that we like. And everything has to be just, you know, down to a T, down to a science in order for everything to be perfect. Mm -hmm. There are some things about. My wife and I, 
that were completely opposites when we first met. And now that we've been together for a long period of time, things have changed. Yeah. My wife would tell me, you can kill anything you want. I ain't eating it. Ask her if she don't do it now for whatever reason. My wife used to tell me, baby, I'm not a big fan of guns. I grew up around the damage that guns cause. You cannot have guns in the house. Come look at my house now. Right. And, you know, but we were different than that. But what we did, we looked at it from uh, a different standpoint. Mm-hmm. I realized that she didn't like it. Especially you the respected gun. it at the and time. And I said, I love that. okay. But I told her that was the way I grew up. Right. We didn't have guns to try to gang bang or, you know, walk around at, like we were all that and bag of chips or whatever. We hunted. We we fished. That's how we brought food into the house at times. Right. And over time, she began to understand that. She, she started to understand it. Now, she likes to shoot just as much as I do when we go to the range because it's fun to her. Now, she ain't going to go hunting. No. But she realized that was a difference. We talked about it. We worked it out. And there was a way for us to get involved in that together. Right. And and it enhanced our marriage because we were able to do something together. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we can't focus on all the differences that are there. Sometimes we need to kind of use those differences to empower us. Right. And you may find out that working on differences will make the relationship stronger because you may be helping that individual get over something that they had an issue with in the first place. That's true. And so, you know, it was something that you just said, baby, and it made me think, and I just instantly started jotting things down, which is sometimes, um, and probably most of the times, we come into the marriage with issues. So this is the question that I'm going to ask you as an individual. Don't start pointing a finger at your spouse if you're listening, but I want you to ask this question of yourself and be realistic because a lot of times we lie to ourselves. That's why we don't like people telling us the truth about things because we don't really, as human beings, want to identify the, 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 the negatives or nastiness or brokenness or whatever about ourselves. So the question is, what issues did you come into your marriage with? What issues did you come into your marriage with? And because you're not willing to deal with it and address it and whatever the case may be, or even identify it, because that's the first step in order to, to, before you can change and make things better, you first have to identify what is not good, what is not right, what the issue actually is. And that's not, and that's not pointing the finger at your spouse saying your, your husband or your wife is the issue. When in actuality, they're not the issue. You are the issue. So some of the things that you could have came into the marriage with, um, abandonment issues, trust issues. So you have trust issues because of things that maybe happened in your childhood, but yet and still you project that on your spouse and make your husband or your wife, make them seem like they're the problem. Um, you don't know how to love. Maybe you never knew how to love and you can't voice to your husband or your wife. Well, baby, I'm just going to be real with you. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what love look like. Not real, true love. I don't know what godly love look like. I don't know. I, I tried to love you the best way that I could, but no one ever gave me an example. Or I seen an example growing up. You may have issues with rejection and that may look like this for some of you all. And I mean, it, you know, uh, if it, if it's true to you, just say, ouch, don't get mad at me, but I'm just being honest. That may look like maybe you always had a family member. I remember, um, Growing up, I had a, a family member, an aunt, that would always say that she would come and pick me up so I could spend the weekend at her house. And the thing is, she never showed up. 
And I remember I used to wait long hours on the front porch with my little bag beside me, uh, my little few change, you know, changes of clothes, waiting for her to come. And the thing is, she never would come. She would call. I wouldn't hear nothing else. And I was hurt. That is rejection. That's just a small example of what rejection could have looked like in your childhood. But the thing is, you're so easy to get mad at your husband or your wife. So let me ask you, if there are marital issues in your marriage, ask yourself, what are you doing to contribute or the, you know, to those marital issues? What are you doing um, that makes it worse? We cannot think that when we get married, and this irritates my entire soul when I say this, we go down to the altar we get married or maybe you JP'd it like me and Kenya did, went to the justice of the peace. You get married, you make these vows before God and we automatically for some unforeseen reason think that, uh, oh, marriage is going to fix everything. It's going to be a magic eraser and it's going to fix all the issues. And so then we go through the honeymoon phase of our marriage and then boom, it hits you like a ton of bricks because this is what we got to understand. That which we are not willing to identify, address, and heal from is going to manifest itself in our body, I mean, in our lives, and even our bodies, and even our minds, one way or the other. So we can no longer have marital issues that we argue about in our marriage, even if we are praying, but we're not doing anything to change it. Because as the scriptures say, faith without works is dead. Quit putting in work to everything else that doesn't matter outside your home and start putting in work with things that actually do matter inside your home. I'll give a good example and you can't do nothing but say ouchiness. This is just like parents, for example that you don't spend time and really invest in your children while you are supposed to be training them up, you know, trying to train up a child in the way that they should go. And then you get mad that when your child get grown, they never want to come home. So why you get mad at the child because they grown and they don't want to be around you. You have to ask yourself, what was it in the environment that they were raised up in to make them not want to come home? Because if they were raised up in a pretty okay environment, they love to spend time at home, especially if it was peace there. That's the same thing when it comes to your marriage. So if you're not willing to invest, you can't blame God for it. Because God is not the author of confusion. So if you got confusion in your marriage, it's time to actually identify that thing so some work can be done. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I just want to go down a, a quick list uh, to add to some of the things we've already talked about, about marriage issues um, within your, your relationship. Um, one of the things that I think we don't talk about a lot of and people really don't understand it is life stages. Right. Everybody right. goes through different stages in their life at different ages. Sometimes when you may have an age gap that's there, you know, that's an issue that's there. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my wife and I, you know, I'm seven years older uh, than she is, but we adapt to each other very well. Mm -hmm. But in some people's cases, you know, if you have someone I'm not knocking, you know, relationships like this, if you've got somebody that's going into their 40s, but you're still in your mid-30s or lower, you know, it may be a change for that individual. They're going to be going through different things uh, at a different rate uh, than you are. Mm -hmm. And that could be issues. You know, uh, a lot of uh, women, you know, when they hit menopause, that, that is a life stage. That is a change in your life at that time. Right. And, you know, when you go through things like that, it affects you from a mental and also a physical standpoint. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand that sometimes it's not just about the little things that we see that we really need to work on. 
like communication and things of that nature. Sometimes it's just the way that we're going through life that may present problems. Right. Uh, another thing we have to take a look at is boredom. Mm. And I'm going to tie three things all in one. I had three different points, but they kind of tie all together. Boredom, you quit dating, and you focus uh, solely on the kids right. and not the marriage. Right. So let, let's tackle boredom first. You know, I, I can almost guarantee you when y'all were dating and things of that nature, and if you're single, if you're dating now, pay, pay attention to this. Don't quit having fun. Yes. Don't think, well, just because I'm married now, I got this old ball and chain. I, I can't take her and do this and do that, or I can't do this with him. And that y'all got to keep finding ways to have fun. You got to keep adding spice in your life. Keep going on little picnics out in, in the in the country or going on a hike or just saying, hey, we're just going to run our finger down uh, the yellow pages. And when it stops on the restaurant, that's the place that we're going to go eat. Mm-hmm. And then just enjoy yourself. You're just going for the thrill of it. You're trying something new every time. Don't be afraid to uh, to quit dating and keep adding uh, different activities in your life so you don't get bored. And then, you know, kind of talking about the kids. It's nothing wrong with putting time in your kids. But remember, your Jerusalem, your marriage is your first priority. Right. Now, I understand if you ask any parent, oh, my kids come first. I got that. Mm-hmm. But you got to take care of the relationship because there's a lot of individuals. They take so much care of the kids. They're running behind football, basketball, track, taekwondo, archery, everything else, chess. It doesn't matter. And then when the kids are gone, they ain't got nothing to do. Right. Because the kids were the focal point and the focal point was never the marriage. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to focus on the kids. That's fine. But you have to be able to make that focal point the marriage because when you take care of the marriage, Everything else will be taken care of in line because you're following that direct order, that divine order of God, the way things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that people have issues with within the marriage, and we've talked about this a lot on the show, is finances. Right. You know, right. people's different views and finances. It's okay to have different views. You just have to come to that uh, understanding, that happy medium that works for you and your relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, We've had a a show on here before. We talked about individuals combining money or having separate accounts, whatever the case may be. Whatever works for you and your relationship, that works for you. Right. My wife and I, we got everything tied into both of our names. Mm-hmm. We know individuals that have separate uh, checking accounts, separate savings accounts. They're, they're doing financial things with IRAs and uh, stocks totally separate, but it's working for them. They're still right. happy. Right. So there's no one pill that's going to solve everything. If that works for you and your relationship, that works for it. But the thing about it is being able to come uh, together on one accord to make that decision that works best for you. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I hit on here real quickly is, you know, a lot of uh, problems that lie within the marriage are based off of selfishness. Mm. You're only thinking about yourself. Well, you know, I can go shopping and buy uh, eight, nine pairs of shoes and come back. But then if uh, my spouse walks through the door and uh, she decides to buy herself some flowers and go to a spa, now all of a sudden I got a case. Mm. Because we're selfish. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about your career. You know, I got to get to the next stage in this promotion. I got to get this to provide for my family. Why can't both of you help each other out and you both end up being CEOs or something? Right, right. It can't be all about one individual. And the bad thing about it is that as adults, and I want people to really be able to listen to this. Adults will tell kids what they're not supposed to do, and the adults will turn around and do the same thing. Amen. And i give you a good example. You have kids playing with each other on the floor and toys there, and then when you 
see a kid take a toy from another one, you walk over to him and say, no, Johnny, don't do that. You need to share, mm. but you won't share with your own spouse. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. You know, I was sitting up thinking, and, you know, keep in mind, like we said, this is just for encouragement. One of the things that Kenya and I do is we just like to help individuals, husband and wives, you know, parents, families, just to think at a deeper level because we're so accustomed to operating on a surface level and not willing to go deep because, oh, we don't know what may be down there. We're, we're fearful of it. So one of the things that I was thinking when it came to this topic, and for those of you just joining us, we are talking about marital issues lies within the marriage, right? Is this pandemic. In the midst of this pandemic, I remember if I could think back when it was about March 2020, when they said that um, the kids would not, they were out of school for the rest of the year. I know for our children, that's what was told. They were out of school for the rest of the year. And so during that time, it was a lot of parents, for example, if you all think back with me, that were saying things like, um, I didn't sign up to be a teacher of these kids. I want my kids to go back to school. People was just maddened up in an uproar. Mind you, it's a whole pandemic going on where people were dying and bodies were stacking up by the truckloads, but you had parents complaining about their children. Well, let's go on to marriage. So then when it came to marriages, it was so many husbands and wives that did not know how to function and operate with each other and even be married, mind you, have to be in the same house all the time with each other to where we were hearing things such as, oh, my spouse is getting on my nerves. Oh, I can't stay. Oh, no, I need to go to work. I can't be at home with my spouse all day. Okay, what exactly are y'all doing in that marriage? I mean, okay, maybe it's you- Existing. Existing. There you go. There you go. So, so Yeah. Maybe you feel you can't be around your spouse all day. And I'm not trying to brag on me and Kenya. Me and Kenya actually enjoyed the time because what we did is we took that time as individuals to get, to go before God, to become better versions of us as God see fit. We took the time to spend with our children. We play games with our children, um, ha- talk with them. We checked in with them to ask them, baby, what is it that you need? What are you thinking? How are you feeling with all this is going on? And mind you, as parents, we couldn't even understand. Kenya and I had times the world, okay, everything was shut down. We would just sit on our back porch in sports chairs (laughs) in sports chairs and just stare at the trees listen to the crickets and just talk talk about the deepest of things you know what i'm saying and that brought us closer together so the reason why i bring up the pandemic is because i would have thought that we would have learned that when you ignore situations especially in your marriage it does not work it's like oil and water the marital issues that you have in your marriage that you keep trying to press down you keep trying to press that oil down in that water it's gonna come around and manifest itself to the top and that's what i think the pandemic did the pandemic revealed a lot of issues that a lot of individuals were trying to hide and it brought itself to the top and so then you had husbands and wives saying Well, I don't think I can stay married to you. I don't think I could be with you. And I thought that to be very interesting because the question that I had in mind is, yeah, now your focus is on the children. You making sure you taking them to the basketball games, the football games, you know, everything that they're involved with. But 
when those children grow up and get out the house and you go through another life, that is a life change, a life phase. And I think we probably need to do uh, a series coming up in the future, maybe in October or so, but we need to do a series about identifying the life stages. So when your children are launched out on their own and they become grown, guess who's left? Just you and your husband and your husband and your wife. And then that is when we've uh, known it to be especially that a lot of husbands and wives get divorced. Why? Because you invested more time Mm -hmm. into making sure that your children is good instead of going out on dates, instead of flirting with your husband and wife, instead of dressing up for each other and smelling good for each other and ladies putting your heels on and your makeup, making sure your hair done or whatever it is that you do instead of actually dating each other. I love walking around with my husband when we're on a date. We holding hands like we just got together, but we've been married coming up on almost 23 years. My husband will flirt with me and I'll flirt back with him. See, a lot of married couples, y'all are too busy existing and then you're trying to hide your marital issues. We all got issues in life period, especially in marriage. All marriages go through ups and downs and there is not one person on this in this world that has not went through something in a marriage. And if you you say, no, well, me and my husband, we never went through anything. We never had no fights. We never had no arguments. Go to Marriage Mondays with the King's website and hit us up on the contact tab because I want to see you. I want to meet you because that means you walking with Jesus. We all got marital issues. But the thing is, how are we going to handle it as husband and wives? Are we going to hide it so much to where it get to the point that it manifests itself to, to where our marriage end in divorce? Or are we going to work as a team to become one? You're no longer two, but one flesh. That's what the word of God says. And then we're going to walk that thing out. And I'm going to say this one thing because my husband got something as well. The thing is this. I congratulate all married couples who you recognize that your husband and your wife were the enemy. You stood true to the words that you said when you said, God bless me with my husband. God bless me with my wife. For those of you who are still married, you're still loving on each other. You're still allowing God to use your marriage as an example for others. And you ain't out here faking the funk. I applaud you. You see what I'm saying? Because we have to understand and men can say this all the time. Our marriages, they're not just for us. Our marriages, we want to be a light. This little light of mine, I want to let it shine for others. And definitely our marriages are so that God can get the glory. Is God getting the glory in your marriage? Oh, that's good. Um, One of the things that I want to do, I want to take a look at the question of the week here. Why are so many husbands and wives not willing to fix their marital issues head on in order to have a successful marriage? Okay. And so I kind of answered that. I have a lot of answers here, and I kind of want to give those. But my wife is kind of alluding to one, and I want to go ahead and knock that one out first. The first one is failing to admit that a problem exists or that it won't get worse. Mm. And so... You know, just over the this past weekend, we had an issue in our house. We came home from doing a little grocery shopping. I walked in the garage and I'm hearing some trickling of water. And I'm like, well, that sounds like it could be one of the two freezers that we have. So I checked it out and it wasn't that. I heard it coming from behind a different set of doors. And when I opened up the little door, the closet space in the uh, garage, one of our um, water hot heaters, water hot water heaters had bust. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately sprung into action. I shut off the water valve, uh, threw towels and stuff around there to soak the water up. And then uh, I got a fan out 
and open up the doors to the garage, you know, to kind of let that heat get in there and try to dry things out. See, the first thing that I did there is I shut the water off. Come on. There's a lot of individuals, you better know when to shut something off when it comes to your marriage. Mm. When you got some issues that are there, you need to know how to cut it off because if you don't, the problem may start getting bigger. Mm. Now, for those individuals that don't think that things are going to get any worse, it's just like having a leak. Right. If you don't take care of it when it becomes a leak, it could become a flood. Mm. When it becomes a flood, then there's other things that come in that could damage the the uh, articles uh, as well. Right. So with that hot water heater, if I wouldn't have shut the water off, it would have kept going. Yeah. It would have spilled out to the wood. Now, some of the wood was already damp, but because I got in there and put the towels down and soaked it up, I was able to keep the, the wood from being able to rot. Now, if the wood would have started riding, now we would have had to replace that. That means taking all the hot water heaters out, putting a new platform in, right. and then maybe some electrical had to be done. Now you got to spray for bugs that like the dampness. Are you catching what I'm saying? The longer you let your problem go, not only does it get worse, but it starts to affect other things as well. Mm. The second thing that I have is that most people, they're not aware of outside resources. Right. They don't know how to attack the issue themselves. And so they're afraid to ask for help, mm-hmm. whether it be from pastors, counselors, friends, whatever the case may be. They just don't understand that. The third thing that I have is you have a lot of people that say they're private. Right. It ain't nothing wrong with being private. We understand everything gotta, ain't got to be out in the streets. But I'm going to say a quote, and I hope you guys really, really understand this. Mm-hmm. Any marital issues that are not addressed in private may become public in divorce court. Mm-mm, that's good. Wow. Marital issues not addressed in private may become public in divorce court. Mm. You got to be able to understand that sometimes, yeah, you want to keep some things private, but if you're really going to fix it sometimes, some things, some things have to get out. Right. Ain't got to get out to everybody. Right. But you may need to let somebody step in and give you some help. You need to. Talk to somebody else. You know, you may need to communicate your feelings with someone to get someone that's trusted, uh, maybe a better uh, ability to understand your situation. They may provide you some insight, but we can't just keep everything private because when you keep it private, you're just stuffing it down in a bottle and every and eventually it's going to run out. Mm. We talked about communication issues earlier. We have to be able to talk to each other in order with the goal of um, getting things better. Not escalating things for the worse. Uh, uh, uh. All right. The next thing I have is is we have to understand that some people are just not willing to change. We got some argumentative spouses. Right. We got some people who are just stuck in their ways. And I don't care how many times you tell them that um, hot water is hot. They're going to sit there and tell you, no, it's just lukewarm. Right. Sometimes we have to be willing to change and look at things from another person's perspective in order to fully understand that individual. You're not going to always be right. Mm. And in that uh, case, when we understand we're not always right, we also have to understand that whatever situation or whatever issues that we may be causing in the relationship, we got to take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. We can't keep throwing it off on, you know, and I understand things happen, but it's not always the childhood. It's right. not always what happened to you with your father. It's not always what another girlfriend uh, did to you or what another man did to you. Sometimes it's your actions and not those individuals. So we have to be able to deal with that. And then the last thing I'll go and I want to turn it back over to my wife and I can kind of resume this uh, a little later in the show. Um, We have to understand that some people have experienced trauma. Yeah. 
And, and while we may say it's not always this, it's not always that, you can't blame it there. Sometimes there's been some traumatic trauma that has happened to individuals and it's something that they just can't shake. No matter how much you love them, no matter how you try to be there for them and support them, sometimes it takes a healthcare professional, a behavioral health professional to really be able to get that person through that. And what you need to be doing at that time is being supportive. Mm-hmm. So with all of these things that I've just given out and then even the ones that I'm going to... uh hit on a little bit later that these these next three are gonna really hit home. We're gonna knock the salt sauce on people on this on these next three. But all of this has to do with vulnerability. Mm, yes. Most of the time people don't want to address their issues because they feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be seen as being weak if I start talking about my emotions, how I'm feeling here. I'm a man. I'm not supposed to be feeling like I'm jealous or I'm insecure or whatever the case may be. No, get it out there. That way people understand. Because yeah. like my wife said, the longer you go with it, knowing the problem, especially from the health perspective, other organs start to break down. Mm-hmm. Don't drink enough water. Watch what happens to your kidneys. Watch what happens to your, your skin, your eyes and things of that nature. Right. So that's the one thing we have to understand. It's OK to be vulnerable. You just have to make sure who you're vulnerable to. Mm, wow. And so I was sitting up thinking about this because. You know, I'm not trying to be mean when I say this, but this is just something, again, to think about. I wrote down, do not wait until your spouse has passed away to recognize that your marriage is important. Again, do not wait until your spouse has passed away until you um, to recognize that your marriage is important. And I wrote that down thinking about the question of the week. Why are so many husbands and wives not willing to fix their marital issues head on in order to have a successful marriage? Many don't know how. Uh, Many are afraid, you know, of actually admitting that you have an issue. It reminds me of an individual that's addicted to alcohol or an individual addicted to drugs or any type of addiction. One of the things that is always said in addiction counseling is you first have to identify that you have a problem. And we said this in the beginning of the show. And so I would think with the way that things have been going with the pandemic, we're, we're having, um, hurricanes, we're having, um, you know, all the earthquakes and all kinds of things is going on. The people are not living uh, a full life, if you will, because if, if you be honest, I, I know from time to time, my husband and I timeline going down the timeline is like, pray for, you know, pray for me and my family. This person passed away. That person passed away, whatever the case may be. Listen, life is short. Life is too short, especially now in the midst of this pandemic. So I don't understand what the big problem is and identifying that you have issues in your marriage and not just saying it, but being willing to do something about it. I love my husband and I'm not going to sit up here and act like that during our marriage. You know, I didn't mention the D word a few times. Yep. It came up. It came up in arguments, but in my heart, I really didn't want to divorce my husband because I love my husband. And so what I had to to think about, and when I was saying early in the first part of the show, what issues did you bring to the marriage? During the midst of the pandemic, while I was doing some self-work on myself and really seeking God and asking God to show me me and be ready for what he show you, I had to do work on myself. I wanted to be a better uh, person, a better individual. I wanted to be a better wife. I wanted to be a better mom. I wanted to be able to open up the lines of communication with my husband and my children, with, with them being able to speak their heart without me getting mad all the time. I had to check my 
my anger issues. I came into the marriage with anger issues. And so soon as something would pop off and I didn't like that my husband said, guess what? I was on a hundred. And that's just what it was because you weren't going to disrespect me. You weren't going to talk down to me. These are the things I was thinking in my mind. And so it caused and manifests itself in the marriage. I didn't know how to be a wife. That's a marital issue. If you don't know how to be a wife. And the thing is, me being a wife to my husband is not like a wife being a wife to her husband. It's different. However, our different households functions and operate. So that's something that I had to learn. I didn't have to be like every other wife. God allowed different um, wives who have been married longer and those who had not been married long enough to uh, minister to me. And I was able to pick up something from each one of those individuals. The problem that we have is that thing called pride. We want to lie to ourselves and say, I'm good. Oh, God got my marriage. Yeah, God got your marriage, but you still have to put in work. We can't say God got our marriage if we are not uh, um, allowing our marriage to be a ministry for God, to be able to minister to other people, to show that marriage works. So the question is, are you going to not only identify that you have issues within yourself, that you both have issues within your marriage, but actually do the work that it takes and put your pride aside. And I'm going to say this one last thing for all my church folks, quit sitting up here. Oh, I'm just going to take it down to the altar and leave it there. Got it. We are supposed to cast our cares upon God for he cares for us. That's scripture. But at the same token, again, faith without works is dead. So what works are you going to do? Are you going to go on more date nights? Are you going to agree to say, you know what, baby, let me put my pride aside because I love you enough to work on this marital issue that we go to counseling together. We can't handle it alone. And not only are we going to therapy and seeing a therapist, we're believing God and praying that God is going to uh, bring us or, or guide us and direct us to the therapist that he wants to assist us with our marriage. So those are some of the things to think about. Oh, that is good. And I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. Some of y'all have heard this before. Listen to our show. If my wife and I ain't on one accord, the same <laughs> sheet of music, if, if we ain't on God. beat Come with on. one another, she was yes, going go right on. into what I was saying was going to knock your socks off. Okay, sorry. And so what, what, no, it's fine. <laughs> what, what I had in mind is I sat back and I thought about how I grew up in church. Okay. And I, I won't lie to you, one of my favorite songs back in the day was Jesus, He Will Fix It. Mm-hmm. Trouble in my way, I got to cry sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes in our relationships, we're going to do that. But like my wife was so eloquently putting it, you know, we got to do some works. Yes. And so James, the second chapter, you can start at the 14th and go all the way down to the 26th verse. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start out at the 18th verse. And it says, but some will say you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Come on. Somebody. You believe there is one God. You do well. Even demons believe and tremble. Mm. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac on his table of the altar? Mm. Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works, faith was made perfect? I'm going to say that again. By works, faith was made perfect. Come on, come on. If you go back up, you'll uh, find it. There where it pretty much says, if you find an individual that's hungry, do you just send them on their way and tell them to be filled? No, you got to do something. Come on. And that's what we have to do within our relationship. So Mm. we can't just say Jesus is going to fix it. We know he can. But what are you going to do to help him fix it? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Be like Abraham. 
There's a problem there. Right. He believed that God was going to provide for a ram in the bush. He went ahead and put his son on the altar anyway. Then look what God did. Mm. See, we got to have some faith along with our work. The other thing that people have to understand why people don't come forward and try to work on their relationships is it's always that fear of I told you so. Oh, that's good. Fixing your relationship can't be an I told you so moment. Right. Wow. Always throwing that up in a person's face only pushes them back further. So you can't be an I told you so type of person because sometimes we have to understand people don't want to be wrong. Right. And it's okay to be wrong. That's what we call learning. Mm -hmm. That's where we get our experiences from to make ourselves better. Then the last thing that I want to give to you right here, marriage is not about eggshells. Mm. Marriage is not about eggshells. You can't walk around your spouse on eggshells, afraid to address a problem, afraid to address an issue because you think they're going to react or say something in a certain way. Right. If that be the case, that probably wasn't the person you needed to marry. Mm. If the two are going to become one, one can't be bold and the other one be sitting up being timid, worried about what they can say. Y'all got to work together. Right. You got to walk together. Mm -hmm. And so in doing that, we have to understand that it's a lot of encompassing your faith, your works, allowing God to come in. And you got to understand when you allow God to come in, you got to get all the way out. Come on. Come it on. can't be about you, how you feel, your emotions and all that stuff. If you're going to relax your relationship and say, God, we need you to come in and fix this thing. You need to let Jesus take the wheel and start driving. Mm -hmm. Quit trying to hit the gas to break the turn signal and all that stuff and let God do what he's going to do. Right. Oh, my God. This is so amazing. We just wanted to, to come to you all and just be encouraging. We just want to encourage there are so many marriages, amazing marriages that I believe in my heart that God has definitely brought you two together. See, there was a period in time, especially on social media, when people was fronting and flossing, if you will, flossing the old school word, to where they were making this, oh God, God brought me my Boaz and all that. They was just sitting up there lying. However, there are actually marriages that God is waiting for you. Like God told me and my husband, in 2014, I remember I had this vision. I've shared it before. In the middle of the night, God woke me up out of uh, my sleep. My husband said, what did God tell you? Because he already knew. And I said, God said, when we stop fighting against each other and start work, fighting against each other and start coming together, one to work with each other, he's going to bless us more than we've ever been blessed before. And I'm here to tell you right now as encouragement, as we close, Man, I can't even talk about all the goodness. We ain't have enough time left in the show to talk about all the goodness of God and how he made good on that promise. God is waiting to bless you as husband and wife. He's waiting to use you for his glory, not for man's glory now, but he's He's uh, waiting to use you for his glory. But he's just waiting for you all to quit faking the funk, quit acting like everything is perfect on the outside, but is horrible on the inside. He's waiting for you to do what he is called you to do so he can bless you even the more. And I'm talking about true blessings, not just uh, uh, material things and things of that nature. I'm talking about blessing you in every area of your life. Are you willing to be obedient? Oh, yeah. And then I thought of the week this week comes from quotemaster.com. There are so many couples who are hurting and even separated right now. I want you to know it is not over. Attack the problem slash issue and not your spouse. If you say you're working on your marriage, then do that. 
work equals action. And once again, that comes from quotemaster.com. And so with that, you know, that really uh, resonates something within me. Um, we, we do have to work on attacking the problem and the issue and not other individuals. Right. See, I, I love sports. I, lo- I really love football. Uh, the coach is calling the plays, but it's up to the players to execute. Come so on. if the quarterback co- uh, throws an interception, you don't go uh, run into the coach getting mad. Mm, it's either the wow. quarterback or the receiver may not have been on the wrong sheet of music. There are a lot of things that can happen there, but you're yelling at the wrong person. you got to attack the issue. Quarterback, did you not see the cornerback cutting in? Did you not see that the safety was coming over the top? Whatever the case may be, we have to attack the issue and the problem, not the person. Mm-hmm. But that is a trick of the enemy. Come on. The mm. devil will have you thinking that your spouse is the is the problem when really it may be communication. Come on. Mm. The devil will have you thinking that uh, your spouse is the one that's cheating when really it may be your insecurity because of things that may have happened to you in the past. Wow. The devil may have you thinking that your kids are bad, but really it could be a lack of parenting. Come on, somebody. Wow. We need to attack the problem, the issue, not the person. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. <laughs> so let me go ahead and try to see if I can try to close out the show. Like, I actually want to keep going. But um, we want to let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our sponsors, helping our patriots evolve, which is hope. This is space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they're accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive um, mental health resource within your community at your local Veteran Health Administration. For more information, please visit their website at hopeveteranstrong.com. Then we have Christian Humor forward slash inspiration. This is a group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you are in the social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor forward slash inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at www.prolificrealtors.com with an S. So prolific realtors with an S.com or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. Now we ask that you join us back next week as we have our show titled Marriage, Healthy versus Toxic. So we're gonna get into what healthy marriages look like and what toxic look like because some some individuals may be confused. Our question of the week being this: why do you think that so many toxic marriages are viewed as healthy? Mm, mm, mm. I cannot wait for that show. Again, why do you think so many toxic marriages are viewed as healthy? So for those of you who would like to um, communicate with us, we ask that you please feel free to follow and communicate with us. If you have any marriage questions or topics, or you just want to follow us on social media, quote unquote, um, and or anything that you would like to be discussed via our website using the contact us tab. Our website is marriage Mondays with the Again, marriage Mondays with the Hit on that contact us tab. And we want to thank you so much for joining us of another show of Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We will be back with you next Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, The The Rock. Rock.